Welcome to Tantra Talks. This podcast is brought to you by Tantra Labs and hosted by Tantra CTO Russell LaCour and Creative Director Brecky Von Bitcoin. Please note, all opinions expressed by Brecky, Russell, or their guests on this podcast are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Tantra Labs, Inc. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Brecky, Russell, or their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of their opinions. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Do you want to earn interest on your Bitcoin? Tantra Labs has the highest performing return on debt in Bitcoin. To find out more about how we have delivered the highest return in the market, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter, Medium, or the contact link available in the show notes. Now back to the show. I'm going to smash that record button. <laughs> Done. We're recording. Wait, have you seen the meme of that guy that's like, smash that like button? Oh, of course. Or no, it's like a button and he doesn't know what to smash because there's like two really difficult decisions. It's like, no, you can only do no, one. No, no. Not, not that one. It's better than this. Hold on. We All have right. to, we have to watch this right now. Cause... Smash that like button. So you sound like a YouTuber. Subscribe. Smash that like button. Tell your friends about us. All right, hold on. We're, I'm going to send you the link, and then we're going to both uh, press play at the same time. This is one of the funniest YouTube videos I've watched in a while. All right, you ready? We're going to press, press play in three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Ryan here. Hope you're staying safe during quarantine. Hey, go ahead and smash that like button if you're staying safe in quarantine. And remember, we're all in this together, so go ahead and smash <laughs> that like button real quick if you're together, if you're in it with us together. Do me a quick favor, go ahead and smush that like button if you can't, do, if you don't want to do any more zooms. Go ahead and stamp that light fixture if you pretty much only been me, me, and only been eating Nutri-Grain bars. Why don't you do me a solid? Go ahead and smash that like bottle if you've started naming all the doors in your apartment. Don the door, Dave the door, Hill the door, Derek the door. Real quick, if you could smush that model if you think that there could might be, if you, there might be something wrong with your ass. How about you, why don't you go ahead and smack that Louis Vuitton if you, if you, if you wish you, you were a little bit taller and you wish you were a baller. Real quick, if you wouldn't mind if you could smash that lightsaber if you, if you might, if you don't think there's going to be any way that you live past right. 40. Hey, why don't you just go well, ahead and suck that white button three. if you ever were, when you were a kid, <laughs> okay. you tried to be left-handed, but two, Tom had other plans. Why don't you go ahead and suck Yep. <laughs> All right, I don't know if it picked that up, but uh, we'll have Savannah overlay it because we know exactly when it starts. That'll be that'll be good. Yeah, exactly. Oh. No, that um, I thought that was what you were referring to. That guy's freaking hilarious. Go ahead and uh, smush that lightsaber if you. Uh... <laughs> Speaking of lightsabers, I don't know. If, I don't think I can find the video, but uh, there's some old video of these two like Russian guys fighting each other over like the fence between their houses. And one guy picks up a plank of wood and he throws it across at the other guy who then picks up the plank of wood and starts using it like a sword to hit the other guy who picks up <laughs> another plank of wood and they have like a plank of wood fight. And it's like, it's an old video that's been around for a while, but mm-hmm. uh, somebody CGI, they did, they rotoscoped it and put lightsabers over the planks and added oh, Star amazing. Wars music. And it, it's, it's fantastic. That's amazing. I'll, uh, I'll try to put, put the link for that in the show notes. The internet truly is the greatest thing to happen to humanity ever hmm is it though is it I, absolutely man what are what are some other contenders there's there's uh the wheel there's fire i mean okay let's let's think about what the internet is right you and i are on completely separate sides of the planet right now communicating in real time uh-huh. sharing sure. ideas talking entertaining each other but truly, like the spread of knowledge and the ability whoa, 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 for whoa, whoa. people. It's kind of it's kind of one sided here, Russ. I'm entertaining you, okay? Like, don't give yourself too much credit here. But yes. Well, well yeah, exactly. You're entertaining me, and I'm making you smarter. <laughs> Damn it! I was trying to make a joke, and all right, yes, the internet is connecting <laughs> us in real time. It is truly a beautiful thing. Um, it, yeah, I mean. We could talk about the internet for the next uh, next ten podcast episodes if we wanted to. I think by the end of it, we might all be enlightened too. Who knows? We can try. I mean, I did tentatively title this episode. <coughs> excuse me, this episode of the podcast, uh, "The Meaning of Life," but uh, I don't think uh, I don't think we're going to get that far. I don't we know. If, I don't know if that's the right title for this, but 
maybe. Um, should we go <laughs> ahead and I, what we're going to be talking about today is really more, you know, what we're doing at Tantra Labs and why we're doing it. So I guess if that's the meaning of my life and your life, maybe it works. You're right. You're right. Well, you hear hear that, folks? Welcome to Tantra Talks. Uh, As you know, uh, we're switching up the format of the podcast a little bit. We mentioned this a few episodes back. Uh, Basically, we're going to be talking more about the company and interviewing people at the company and trying to uh, bring you into our process a bit more as we uh, as we announce some more exciting things that have to do with you. And uh, we'll get into some of that on this episode. Um, that's all I got, Ross. How, how do we start this one off? <laughs> I can yeah, only no. do the uh, podcast announcement for about 30 seconds before I, I run out of stuff to say. Yeah, actually, that was perfect. We're basically looking at starting to communicate more what we're doing and getting under the hood the best we can without boring everybody and without talking about things that, aren't very helpful. And so uh, today kind of wanted to update everyone on what we're working on behind the scenes uh, as far as bringing our product to market. So today we offer the ability for an accredited investor to give us Bitcoin or US dollars and we will invest it for them and share 50% of the profits that we make uh, from that investment. This process is very expensive for us both in manpower and legal infrastructure and i i don't even want to begin to describe how much in legal it's cost us over the last year to even try to do things like this russ give Um, our audience some more credit they know how bad the legacy financial system is and all the regulations that exist and why bitcoin exists come on they've been listening to us for a little while now so they get that that. (laughs) Well, it's more for my sake, you know, I'm just scarred by it. So I don't like to bring it up and I try to forget the numbers. Um, yeah. Cause they're just, it's just silly how much, you know, jump, jump rope you have to play in the existing financial system, especially in the United States. And so we're on our last legs of it and we're basically looking at how we can offer a debt note to the public and effectively offer the highest interest rates in the crypto space to retail investors. So you wouldn't need to have a million dollars. You wouldn't even need to give us a minimum amount and we would effectively be able to offer a higher interest rate than anyone else in the space. And so really excited to be putting that product and the team together um, to bring it to market. It's It's been a lot of fun to kind of brainstorm. Brecky, I know you're on those calls and we like going back and forth and yelling at each other from time to time. So it's you know, it's fun. I, I really enjoy Look, the... Since we moved the, the meetings from every day at 8 a.m. to only twice a week at 8 a.m., the yelling has gone down. So yes. I think that's a good thing. Yes, your crankiness is much, much less later in the afternoon when we're talking, when we're <laughs> interrupting your meditation time. There you go. <laughs> meditation time. That's, that's a nice euphemism for using the toilet time. But, uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm a, I'm a full disclosure kind of guy, Russ. It's all right. We can, we can give them those details. Hey, look, everything is a meditation, whether it's taking a poop or uh, actually meditating. It is. It is. Be present while you poop. Don't be on Twitter like I am. It's terrible. (laughs) Turns into an hour-long shit. Like, come on. It's terrible. It's Uh, not good. You're just one of those um, ADD meditators. It's okay. Uh, no, I mean, actually, not that I'm meditating these days and not that I, you know, uh, not that I had uh, achieved enlightenment and become a, a bodhisattva or anything like that, but... I, I did get to a, a pretty good point where I could get into a meditative state, you know, relatively quickly and, you know, thoughts would pass by and I would observe them. And, you know, I, I, I was quite good at it for the amount of practice I uh, did or didn't do. Uh, not, to, I think so. not to sound. Um... I didn't quite get to the point where I took my ego out, as you can tell. But, uh... <laughs> well, you know, honestly, it, it'll all come back to you if you ever pick it up again. But meditation is just a skill, you know. It, all you have to do is sit down again and remember it, just like playing mm-hmm. the piano or the guitar. And it's a muscle. Yeah, and you can do it anytime too. You don't have to be sitting there. Like when I'm programming, I'm meditating. When you're talking on these calls, so that I don't yell back at you, I'm meditating so I can stay <laughs> calm. Uh, whenever you're saying Bitcoin is the real Bitcoin and not Bitcoin Satoshi Vision, and I'm getting really angry inside, I'm meditating. <laughs> Russell. <laughs> Russell. I'm just kidding. I I have no um, 
look, there uh, are gurus and there are cult leaders. Okay, Craig is a <laughs> cult leader. Yeah, he's sure. not the one you want to be following. I I totally agree. I I do not pick sides, but that man is leading many many people down a very dark path. So I I agree. Um, so yeah. to, to get back to get back on subject, um, outside of the retail app push, um, you're supposed Wait, to be asking me push? what are you what are you talking about? You're you're supposed to be asking me what's happening at the company, not taking me off on strange. <laughs> well, Russ, let's, uh, let me ask you this. You just mentioned a retail app push, and I don't know that our listeners know what you're talking about. So uh, why, don't, why don't you tell them what, what you're talking about there? I just said it, silly. Were you, were you just thinking of a response the whole time I was talking before, not listening? Did you mention it? I thought you were just talking about uh, – <laughs> I thought you were talking about it in the abstract and we were about the creative calls we were having. I didn't. I, all right, maybe you said it. Anyway, <laughs> we're doing a retail app, folks, and it's going to – blow you out of the water and blow all the competition out of the water. We're super excited. Yep. Uh, don't ask for a timeline because we don't have it yet, but we'll get one soon. Uh, no, we have a timeline. We, sh- we should be releasing a, a closed beta in the next two to three months. And uh, within six months, we should expect kind of the wait list to start to tick off. And so um, Love it. Bre- Brecky's making me build the website right now, so we'll have something for people to go and sign up on soon. Yeah, heck yeah. That's what we're going to do. We're going to build the interest, build the buzz. Then y'all are going to see an amazing app, and that'll be the end of it. It'll so now financially Brec- free. Why Brec- are we doing this, Russ? Let's talk about that. Why? Yeah, I mean, like, because look, Real talk, Tantra is an incredible company, but like what we've been doing up till now has been essentially helping people who already have money increase the amount of money they have. Uh-huh. And, and throughout this whole time, like we've had this kind of greater mission. And I th- with this retail app, we're, mm-hmm. we're you know, making that, bringing that mission to fruition. Ooh, mission to fruition. Try saying that 10 times fast. So Russ, what, what is our mission? Why are we doing this? Why are we about to break our backs and, uh, and do a retail app? So the purpose of Tantra and everything that I do is basically to help people escape financial enslavement. And so the reason I got involved with Bitcoin in the first place was because of that. And looking at how how can we incentivize people to escape slavery, basically. It's a very strange thing, like... As human beings, we get comfortable and consumerism is currently that comfort and consumerism keeps you enslaved. Like in order to be a consumer, you have to go to work every day and uh, effectively get lucky or work really hard to ever escape. And most people don't escape till they're 50 or 60. Some people get lucky and escape at 30 and 40 and uh, some people are born into it, but they don't really escape because they're they're born with so much money that they're just like trapped. They're slave to the money itself, yeah. Yeah, and so Bitcoin was the first time in my life that really offered the opportunity for me to look at an investment in something long term. You know, like everybody knows, real real estate's a great investment for ten to twenty years. Um, Mm -hmm. just historically speaking and everybody's going to need a house and land and there's only so much land. Exactly. Yeah. But it's very hard to buy real estate. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to have a minimum investment. You have to be a certain age. You have all of these different barriers. It's not liquid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Bitcoin suffers from none of those yet has all of the upsides of real estate. And you could argue that it has, infinitely more upside because of all the different use cases for it. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind and kind of being reacquainted with Bitcoin in 2017, again, we set out to enable people to have exposure to Bitcoin without feeling, um, I'm going to use the word endangered. Because a lot of people look at it and they see, you know, one day it's $3,000, one day it's $10,000, and they get scared. And so the purpose of Tantra Labs and what we've built is effectively to mitigate the risk of that by 
trading and hedging the Bitcoin position that you're holding so that you're effectively holding Bitcoin, but in a less volatile way. And so mm -hmm. a side effect of that is that you end up with more Bitcoin. And so mm -hmm. for us, we want to incentivize people to hold on to Bitcoin and to not feel like they need to sell it at the top and then buy it back at the bottom, but that if they just hold it, not only will they be able to make more, but make more dollars, but we'll also be able to help them make more Bitcoin. Well, I was going to say, like, we say this a lot at Tantra is like, we're here to kind of help usher in a Bitcoin denominated future. Um, and yeah. you say this all the time that, you know, part of the, one of the reasons why you find Bitcoin so fascinating is because it's, it's, an, it's asset money, you know, for the first yeah. time in a while, it's money that is the asset itself. Um, right. That's, that's exactly right. And basically for us to move forward into a future where currency isn't some transitory thing that is effectively like a vampire, like it just constantly is getting um, sucked dry. Like if you're just holding dollars, you're effectively losing money. Uh, holding an asset like Bitcoin or property is the opposite of that. And so moving into a world where you can have asset-backed currency is truly the future if you want to escape this financial paradigm that has been created to enslave people. And that's like we're seeing it very clearly with COVID-19 the government is effectively printing money and handing it to people that already have money. You know, it's cr crazy real quick. Um, I saw something today that I think there are record numbers of people taking their um, COVID checks and buying stocks with it. Um, and then I saw an another report <laughs> that was showing that CEOs and top execs uh, in record numbers are selling their stocks. And I was just thinking about that. And I was like, shit, it's nothing's changing. Like the, the, the higher ups are getting out of these investments that they know, like the of their positions that they know are going to essentially drop when like the markets take another shit. And then retail, not knowing any better, is like, oh, I better get in at these prices, which they think are going to go up from here when they may they might just go keep going down. So, you know, something like Bitcoin, an asset backed money that is truly scarce, you know, to me, being able to to save value in something like that it seems simple but it's revolutionary i think yeah it, it's absolutely revolutionary i mean imagine and you you grew up in la right no i grew up in grew up in florida oh yeah and, we, we've both but been here like seven eight years now so really interesting i we have friends in the real estate market and they know some people who basically bought property in la 30 years ago and so 30 years ago, these people bought an apartment building, which is income generating property, for $40,000. Today, that piece of property is worth $1.2 million, and it generates upwards of $150,000 a year in revenue. Mm -hmm. And all they had to do was have $30,000 30 years ago. Now, $30,000 30 years ago was a lot of money. So... What if they would have been able to buy, you know, a tenth of that building? All of these things are now possible today with Bitcoin and with this asset-backed currency that's highly liquid. And not only are you able to invest in it and hold it for yourself, but because of companies like Tantra and what we're doing, you can start to invest that Bitcoin in companies and get a Bitcoin-denominated return. Mm -hmm. There's the there's like the hodl meme, which I think is a very powerful one and a very good one. Um, but as time goes by, as people hopefully start uh, earning their wages in Bitcoin and saving in Bitcoin, paying employees in Bitcoin, using Bitcoin as that vehicle of power to to affect change in the world, you know, whether it's an investment for yourself or whatever it is, you know, that's. I think we're going to see an uptick in that as well. And, you know, what we're doing at Tantra, you know, allowing people to put their Bitcoin to work is just, you know, one part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Effectively, and to talk about the mission a little bit more, and the whole purpose of everything that we're doing is to help people escape from the rat race, right? And 
open up the possibility of Bitcoin in people's minds. And effectively, the only way to do that is to show them that they can make a lot of money. That, that's really what draws people to Bitcoin today. And for us, we've been able to do this through trading. And so as we go out into the market and publish our product and talk about our product, it's it's going to have a forefront of this is designed to make you money. And that's the truth of it. Everything that we do is to save and protect your assets to help you make more of them. It's just that in our paradigm, we want to make you more Bitcoin. And some hedge funds, they want to make you more USD. We don't care about USD. We just care about Bitcoin. And it's just about offering that new alternative to people and to the new investing class to hopefully set them up so that they can be some of the lucky ones that get to retire at 30 and 40 and actually live a fulfilling hey, Russ, life. Wait, 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 hold on a second. So are you telling me that the like 0.25% interest I get in my bank is not normal? And that there's another way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's companies today, even um, BlockFi, Celsius, you can put US dollars in and make more than 2.5%. Yeah. And effectively, like, think about your bank, right? Do you have a credit card? I do. How, what's your interest rate on your credit card? Uh, honestly, I don't know because I only use my credit card for, I, only, I, don't, I, don't, I never run up credit. I only pay off. Uh, I pay everything off every month, so it doesn't so matter. So it's probably like 20%. And I think it might be 18, yeah. And think about that. So the bank... That's crazy. The bank is going to charge 20%, and they're going to pay you 2.5%. So then what's, what Celsius and Black, BlockFi do is they take your money, and they loan it to other people like a credit card, and then they give mm -hmm. you a cut of it. So effectively, mm -hmm. they're able to give you more money. The bank, on the other hand, is just like, no, fuck you. We're going to keep it all um, mm -hmm. and pay your overdraft fees and don't call us and fuck off. Yeah. So it, it, under no circumstances does it actually make sense. It's just is how it is for now. Right. It, it's it's enslavement. We are currently enslaved to the banks and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. That It's, it's tr a racket, so to speak, mm -hmm. and a monopoly and whether people want to argue that point or not, it's the truth. Like they are designed to make money at the expense of the public. And so the purpose of alternate currencies like Bitcoin, I'm going to use Ethereum as an example here. And even some of the other top like Cardano and um, even you, you could say USDT, mm -hmm. even though it's built on Ethereum, they are meant to replace the bank. And and that was really the initial purpose of Bitcoin. It's you don't need that third party anymore. You can use your computer as your bank account. And that's a beautiful thing. I agree. Trusted third parties are, uh, yeah, I don't know. Whenever I see it, I, I imagine quotation marks around trusted. <laughs> What's the yeah. Trust? Yeah, absolutely. I, and you also have to trust yourself in order to do that. And that's why I definitely think, especially our, our product and like we, we will be custodial because we're experts. Like we are experts in technology. There are people in their 40s and 50s and 60s that will want to buy Bitcoin and mm -hmm. they do not understand a private key, a public key. They don't even know how to log into their email address. They're not going to set up two-factor. The best thing that you can do for them is hold it for them and set them up so that they can give you their social security number when they forget their password and they take a picture of themselves and, mm -hmm. and they log in that way. And we have to get this money into their hands because those people are the ones that are sitting on U.S. dollars and by the time they hand those U.S. dollars off to the younger generation, they're going to be worthless. Mm -hmm. And the transfer of wealth that is supposed to happen won't even be able to occur. And the rich will continue to be rich and the poor will continue to get poorer. We're seeing it right now with the decimation of the middle class in America. And so you're getting me totally off of the Tantra update. But this, <laughs> this is, is why... Awesome. We, 
Yeah, this is why we're building what we're building. Like the world is a fucked up place when it comes to the financial system that exists today, especially in America. And so everything that we're doing is to fix that problem. Mm -hmm. I think another important point to mention is um, what needs to be fixed and what is being fixed is is what underlies everything. Like, for example, like, you know, you mentioned BlockFi and Celsius and and you talk about us and you you put them in the same sentence, which I I put us a little bit above them (laughs) later. Um, But, you know, when it comes to trusted third parties, for example, like it's all about risk profile. You can say this about BlockFi, it's about Celsius, about a bank, and there will always be people who, for them, it makes more sense to use a trusted third party because yeah. they can't, they're not technical enough and they can't trust them themselves. Um, <laughs> but yeah. as, as it stands now, the current system, like the underlying asset and the underlying system that supports that asset is a trusted third party. You know, yeah. it's the government. You have to trust the government not to devalue the currency. Like it's a famous Satoshi quote about this. Yeah. Um, Whereas with Bitcoin, that base layer, the trust is taken out of the equation. Um, so even if you want to use a trusted third party that interacts with Bitcoin, at the base layer, you always have the option to self-custody your Bitcoin uh, if you want to. Right. And that's, I think, the, the, the important differentiator there. Right. Well, you could self-custody your cash today in your mattress or your wall. Right. But you can't trust them to pr- not to print more. Yes. Like, correct. There's no way for you to verify. This is a really interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, not even the federal government knows how much money is in existence. The Federal Reserve does, but those numbers aren't even public. And then you could even go to say, like, to take it a step further, we can see what Bitcoin is being spent and being used and what Bitcoin is potentially lost. You have no idea how many U.S. dollars have been burned, lost at sea, what's fake and floating around. There's no way to track it. There's no way. There's no way to track it. Yet with a public blockchain like Bitcoin, there is. So th- it's just like absolutely silly when you think about the difference between digital money and physical money. Of like, wait, hold on. All of these benefits to digital all of these downsides to physical, why the hell would we use physical money? There's no reason. Even the, even the government should realize this. But Well, China actually, does. That's why they've been working on it. But for them, it's more a system of control, among other things. Yes. But, uh, you know. but yeah, I was about to go down a rabbit hole that I'm, I shouldn't say out loud. But there, there are reasons why the governments <laughs> wouldn't want something like this. Um, but I'll just leave it at that. I love I love conspiracy theories. We could get into it. I don't like being a target. <laughs> it shouldn't you shouldn't be working in Bitcoin then? <laughs> just yeah. kidding, folks. It's well, getting better. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Owning Bitcoin is not a problem nowadays, especially given how many uh, congressmen have it, and people in the public news have it, and uh, Joe Squawk has it, and Paul Tudor Jones. So uh, I don't yeah. think there's any danger to, to holding Bitcoin. Totally so. agree. I, honestly, and even talking about conspiracy theories, I don't think there's a danger to it anymore. Um, I'm just more so not one to tout craziness that I don't know whether it's true or not. No, that makes sense. So there is there's one more thing that I, I do want to update on about Tantra, because right now we're really talking about the front end mm-hmm. and what faces the user, but We've had a lot of updates in the back end. We just hired a few more engineers. And uh, next week, we'll be talking to Mike Feldman, one of your friends that you introduced to us, who's now joining the team. And I'll let him kind of talk more about himself Mm -hmm. next week. But effectively, right now, we're making a really big push in a language called Golang, which was developed by Google. Uh, It's effectively thousands of times faster than Python in computational programming. So allowing us to do really complex mathematical operations behind the scenes at lightning speed compared to uh, Python. Like you could literally correlate it to Bitcoin Lightning Network versus block confirmations. And it's like Mm -hmm. that big of a difference in confirmation time and what it's allowing us to do as far as strategy development and 
making more profit for our investors and eventually our retail customers is mm -hmm. just amazing. And I'm really excited to be able to share it with the world as it progresses. Coding is a, it's a, it's another language. And, uh, and I'm looking, I'm looking right now and yes, our listenership totally dropped off it's down, <laughs> to zero. Yeah, it's down to zero. Oh, wait. Yep. Brett Morrison is still listening. There he is. <laughs> uh, all right well uh, we talked about some tantra updates uh we could talk a bit more about tantra we could talk about um no you know what i i don't know about you but i kind of want to keep some of the uh the messaging and the product features a bit of a secret for right now yeah um, yeah i mean they're still very right. much under construction so mm -hmm. i don't want to over promise Fair. But get excited, people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I can, I can definitely overpromise. We will have the highest rate for interest in crypto, hands down. That no I mean, one... that's, that's, that's an underpromise, right? Uh, did I say over? Yeah, you said over. Oh, I just, I, that's my promise. I, I know that we will be anyone in the market as far as interest rates go today. All right, folks, you can hold them to it. Yep. I will too. <laughs> You're already holding me to it. <laughs> I am, yeah. If, if for the folks at home, uh, most of the Tantra employees, actually probably all the Tantra employees, uh, have some uh, Bitcoin being invested by Tantra because, uh, one, you know, we all want to make more Bitcoin and uh, skin in the game. Skin in the game, folks. That's what it's yeah. all about. Well, and I mean, once you understand our system and see it work, why not? <laughs> yeah exactly exactly you know and it's all about risk profile it's like you know nobody has their entire stack uh on the line but uh, oh am i not you, ha you have oh you I'm well you have the entire stack because you understand the pro the back end <laughs> than anyone so you believe it you know a hundred percent the rest of us are like 99 percent. you know just in case <laughs> one day i will i will teach you golang and you can read the system and then you can be a hundred percent too I look forward to that day. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, our meaning of life. That was the name of the episode. We didn't touch on that at all. Russ, what, uh, what, what life lessons you have for the folks at home that, that you've learned in Puerto Rico in quarantine? Uh, did, have you learned that Soylent is not a good uh, meal replacement? Or are you still fighting that good fight? <laughs> oh, man. Well, have you given in? Have you gone to the grocery store? I have not. My uh, my car battery is actually dead right now because it's been so long since I left. Uh, so I, I went to start my car today and it didn't start. Um, so I can't. But um, well, I've got some news for you on that front because uh, so Russ had told me before that you know he didn't really want he didn't want to be a carrier of this virus. Like the idea just you know it it didn't jive with who he was. And I saw something today. That was very promising. It was a, a New York New York Times, no, New York Reporter, anyway, a New York something article. Uh, apparently, scientists have found that certain strains of cannabis are incredibly effective at uh, preventing COVID, uh, <laughs> particularly strains that are high in CBD. Who would have thought? Interesting. I, I almost thought it was a joke, but uh, yeah, don't, that's not medical advice or financial advice, but uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, too bad I do not smoke the marijuanas, especially here in Puerto Rico where I cannot order it because I do not speak Spanish. Yeah, it's called mota down there. But uh, even so, like, <laughs> I, don't think, I, I don't know if you'd be able to get uh, the high CBD strains. But uh, CBD might be legal down there. I, I'm not sure. I could, You could probably grow it out here. Like, I have a rooftop. I could just grow it. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But you, you asked me so many questions before. I, I don't want to let you just change the subject because you had some good ones. So I will update you on Soylent. I am effectively two months into it being about 99% of my diet. I am absolutely Ugh. fine. Like, uh -huh. the only thing that uh -huh. I notice is if I drink it too fast, it hurts my stomach. And that... Like, see, I was a, I was basically not raw food before, but I ate much lighter and it's very heavy. So like if I eat a full day's calories, I sleep eight hours, which is unusual for me. Like mm -hmm. 
before I really only slept four to six hours. And so, um, not a fan of that, but wait, hold up, Russ, you have a rooftop and you're, and you're not growing your own vegetables. Come on, man. Well, no, dude, they closed everything down out here. I I was going to, and I still plan on it now that they're starting to open things back up. But I like the first week of the quarantine, I, all I could do at Walmart was buy fucking cereal and pasta. Russell, that's not what I'm talking about, man. Come on. Let's be, I'm going to, I'm going to help you out here. Okay. I don't know if you like don't have a green thumb or you never really thought about this before. Maybe you do, but there are tons of uh, things that you can grow quickly without needing to like, like take an onion and cut it off. And then I don't have dirt. I don't have wood and I don't have seeds. I couldn't buy on a tropical Island. There is wood, there's plenty of dirt and there are fruits that you can literally cut in half Put them in the dirt, and they'll they'll grow roots, and you'll be fine. All right. What 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 are you talking about? You can grow garlic, you can grow I, onions, you can grow. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> <I> <laughs> avocados. I it's funny because I did. There's like a bunch of there's a bamboo forest right next to my apartment complex, and I uh-huh. I walked over there one day, and I was like two seconds from hopping the fence to grab some bamboo to build all this <laughs> stuff, and then I was just like, they're gonna think I'm fucking crazy. This this crazy little white kid with long hair is just bringing bamboo up to his apartment. And so I just, I, I've stayed. For a second, I thought you were talking about getting uh, like bamboo shoots for like stir fry, but, uh, you know, no, no. Uh, do, you, do you have a palapa on the roof? Palapa. You know what a palapa is Mm-mm. for, uh, uh, you, man, you need to watch Silicon Valley. There's uh, it's a great, great, it's a great show kind of pertinent to what we do. But uh, a palapa is like one of those palm frond umbrellas that they have on the beaches. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. One of my neighbors has yeah. those. Yeah. The, pr- the problem is, is it's it's really tropical out here. So like one day out of nowhere, it'll just like blow 70 mile an hour winds. Yeah, for sure. And then it's gone. Eat. Yeah, I feel you. I'm, I'm a Florida boy too, remember? Yeah, true. Uh, so you asked me another question that I can't let you escape from, which is, have I had any realizations and the meaning of life since being in quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I actually did have a really good realization the other day, which I'll share here with with the um, asterisk of just realize that you're already crazy and this will make mm-hmm. total sense. Mm-hmm. We have no idea where we came from or how we got here. We have no idea what's going to happen when we leave. So who are we to think that something is important and must be done? And the whole idea of this is we make up things for ourselves to do. Like we tell our, we tell ourselves a story. Yeah. Well, effectively everything, your entire life, has been a story and a friend of mine said this to me a while ago and he said every word in the language that you know so english for us is a lie but we've agreed on these lies and so we've given them meaning Mm -hmm. but truly everything that we say is just made up like to someone who doesn't know english it's a shared fiction yeah Exactly. It's and, a a group a group hallucination almost. Not yes. Hallucination, but yeah. No, no, no. That's the perfect thing. Like, I I posted this. I'm using Instagram now for my like more philosophical um, outputs into the world because I feel like Twitter is too professional. Like, and I can't share my insane thoughts on Twitter. So mm, I I disagree with that. But go on. Okay, well, I was I was going to ask for your approval to start saying crazy fucking things because I will start tweeting stuff like this. <laughs> um, but it, it's the truth, though. Like, basically, my favorite thing, there's this, there's this guru, his name's Muji. And he said this, and I watched the video, I don't know, five, six years ago at this point. And he's like, mm-hmm. when you're dreaming and you're in the dream, you don't question whether that dream is reality or not. You're actually so sure that that dream is reality that you just go along with it. Even though like dogs are walking on 
two legs and people have four mm-hmm. legs. It's that's mm-hmm. reality. The logic of the dream doesn't. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, why don't you question this dream? Why do you think that this dream is reality? Well, what's funny is, you know, I always bring it back to Bitcoin, but to me, Bitcoin is almost like one of those uh, those lights they sell that 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 blink over your eyelid while you're dreaming to help you lucid dream. To me, Bitcoin <laughs> is it's 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 the eye opener. It's the thing that allows yeah. me to see beyond the walls of illusion that I've been taught to see. Yeah. And, oh, hmm, there's more to it than that. Absolutely. Let me riff off that because that that is why we're doing this push with Tantra. Because Bitcoin does have the ability to wake people up, and and it's not that it has to wake them up to like you know reality is a dream and stuff like that. Because again, I'm fucking crazy. I don't expect people to be as crazy as me. But the reality is is that your financial system is built to fuck you. And here, wake up to that. Here is a system that is not built to fuck you. It's actually built for your benefit. Start using this instead. Become a part of the solution instead of feeling powerless in the problem. Ooh, that's a soundbite right there. Whoa, I'm getting the feels. I'm getting the feels, Russell. <laughs> that's a good one. Savannah, Savannah, our lovely editor, shout out to you. Please do me a favor. Take what Russell just said and isolate that so we can share it everywhere. That was great. Thank you for inspiring it. Yeah. Um, I actually want to touch on what you were saying a second ago about like meaning in life and all that. Um, because any opportunity to talk about Rick and Morty, uh, I would take. <laughs> um, there was a – it's one of my favorite episodes basically. For those who don't know, there's three characters I'll be talking about. There's the crazy grandfather professor. There's Morty, the the idiot grandson. And then there's Summer who is the sister who's kind of like a valley girl and doesn't like care about like anything. And – uh basically summer one day summer is like really depressed and like thinks that like there's no meaning to anything and like she's she's just she's really depressed and morty says to her look summer look out the window do you see that uh you see that mound of dirt in the backyard and she looks and she sees the mound of dirt and then morty goes on to explain that the, the day before morty uh on an adventure with uh with grandpa they had to bury uh, versions of themselves from an alternate universe in the backyard. They basically had to bury themselves. It, there's a whole, actually, I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes too, because it's fantastic, but there's so much philosophy in Rick and Morty. Yeah. Basically, the way the scene ends is Morty's like, you're right, there is no meaning in life. So let's go watch TV. And mm-hmm. that's all they say. But if you break it down and you try to analyze what he means by that, basically what he's saying is that Okay, on the one hand, there's no meaning to any of this. It's all bullshit. But you can imbue it with whatever meaning you want. So if it's spending time with family and friends yeah. and going to watch TV, and you can create the meaning where there was none. And that's what really matters. It, yeah. it like takes nihilism and, and elevates it to a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, so go, go, go watch that episode. I'm going to put the note here. Also, another side note, go watch the new Rick and Morty episodes. They were unbelievable. Really? I, I still haven't watched them. I, I need to. And and by the way, because you you introduce Morty as an idiot, which I know is his like cover, but Morty is secretly a genius. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. no he is he, that, that's just like the archetype he plays. Yeah totally. That that is a really good scene too. I I remember it. I think I've shared it in uh, in the tantra group like group chats before, just because it, it it always on a day when I'm depressed and like I'm like ah nothing means anything. I always try to think back to that <laughs> because. Uh, because it does mean something if you want it to. Well, it's it's really ex- interesting. Like what my guru says is basically the fact that we're even here experiencing this is beautiful. Like mm-hmm. the fact that you can take a breath right now and just experience that you can feel, you can see, you can taste, you can touch. Even if you can only do one out of those five mm-hmm. things, that's incredible like well, think, think think about this the the, the odds of, of us existing like yep. this could be a universe with 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 nothing in it there could be nothing there could be not a speck of matter in the universe and yet here we are against all odds that's pretty beautiful and pretty crazy well actually scientifically speaking there literally is nothing in the universe it's 99.9 percent nothing 
like right, space yeah. space as <laughs> science understands it right now is nothingness and so in it's this- infinite and so the matter that that is kind of sitting there in the infiniteness by you know if if you run the math it's a zero it's essentially zero percent yeah and so everything like god and religion and all those things aside it is an absolute miracle that we're here on this mud ball flying around the universe at thousands of miles an hour i i I think the the thing is in where like the pessimism pessimism of some people comes in it's like well i didn't ask for this (laughs) uh which is you know maybe you didn't i don't know but i think ultimately the fact that we're even able to experience things or make those choices just proves that life in and of itself is this like perpetuating experience that we we are allowed to make of it what we will and so you didn't ask for this you didn't ask for this you know in my day we weren't we didn't have enough free time to worry about who asked for it and who didn't all right we we had to walk both ways uphill to get to work it was yeah. terrible so and shut so it's not nose and stop complaining and so grandma what i was <laughs> what i was about to say was actually to that point the beauty of the internet, the beauty of Bitcoin, the beauty of this generation, the beauty of this moment in time and in the ether that we're experiencing right now is the fact that we are now able to give people the opportunity to think about things like this. This is why Bitcoin is capable of waking people up because once you free people from the I have to work 24-7, I have to worry about what's in my bank account, I might not be able to eat this week, and all the survival needs are taken care of, now they can sit back and think these thoughts that we're talking about of like, wait, how did I get here? Wait, what is the difference between a dream and reality? What does it mean to be alive? What what am I? Who am I? What is this that I'm experiencing right now? Should I be thankful for it? Should I be pissed off about it? Most people live their entire life and don't ask any of those questions because they're too busy trying to go paycheck to paycheck to feed their family, to have their kids, to pay off their hospital bills from getting pregnant early. And like it's mistake after mistake and reaction to reaction. And they never get to sit back and even realize what's happening and like what life is and what this experience is. And that is why Tantra Labs exists, because we're trying to free people from that. You're giving me ideas for for taglines here. Tantra (laughs) Labs, sit back and enjoy. Tantra Labs, giving you time to explore the greater questions. Hmm. Maybe. Have you ever seen, um, have you read or seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Oh, I love that movie. It's so dumb. It's so good. It's so genius. If you have time, there, it was, well, one, it was a book, which is even better, but it was also mm-hmm. a, a, um, a BBC miniseries with like six episodes oh, and it was done in the eighties or early nineties, I think. So it's like, like real special effects. Like it's, oh, it's great. It's really good. But it just reminds me of the scene with the whale that, that is, comes into existence, uh, you know, with the improbability drive and it only has about, you know, a minute free falling from Earth's atmosphere to the planet in order to figure out its existence. And yeah. it's, it's just so funny. Who am I? What's this thing behind me? I'll call it a tail. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, it's pretty yep. funny. Anyway, I'm not going to try to answer all those questions because uh, even I don't have that kind of time. Well, it, that's the thing though. You're not supposed to. The 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 whole point is just to ask them. The The whole point is just to realize that we don't fucking know. <laughs> the The problem is most people live their entire life thinking that they know who they are and what they are and what their meaning and life is. And I don't think anybody really knows. Like, There's a great uh, Aldous Huxley quote that I love. Um, and it's, give us this day our daily faith, but deliver us, dear God, from belief. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, without offending anybody, my guru basically is just like religion is the worst thing to ever happen to humanity. But it it's because like beliefs are just like the worst thing in the world mm. because it's a lie. Like you're literally lying to yourself. I mean, the only people who speak in absolutes are like 
Craig Wright and Sith Lords. <laughs> I have nothing against religion, but I don't like absolutes. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. Like if you know something and you can you can help me experience it and know it, that's one thing. Like if you're going to tell me heaven exists, okay, take me there. And then I'll believe <laughs> you. You're going to tell me hell exists, take me there. I'll believe you. I, a long a long time ago, I had this realization and God, Christians fucking hate this, but I'm going to say it anyways. We live in hell currently. Welcome to it. You are currently separated from your God. This is hell as it exists. And the Jesus of the Bible, what he was saying was that you can have God inside of you. God exists inside of you. And that is heaven. So heaven is realizing it, realizing that God is in you creates heaven. It's weird that this podcast is going this way and I'm just, no, no, I love it. I love it. And I, if you don't mind, I have a a perfect anecdote to end on. It's one of my favorite ways to describe, it was, I don't don't know if it's a story or where I read it, but basically it's a small little story about the difference between heaven and hell. Uh, Savannah, please cue up uh, handles Messiah right here. Uh, Basically, the difference between heaven and hell. So hell is a table that stretches to infinity in every direction. And you're sitting at this table and across from you is your favorite person and next to you are your family and friends, only people you love, etc., etc. And sitting on the table before you is the most sumptuous, delicious feast that you have ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> if you're a vegan, it is vegan deliciousness. If you're a carnivore, it is amazing meats. It's whatever you want it to be. It's delicious. And you're hungry, but you look down and you see that your arms, you have no elbows. <laughs> no elbows. And so you try to take the food and put it in your mouth and it falls and, and, and you can't and everyone at the table starves. And that is hell. Now heaven you might think it's something different. It is exactly, exactly the same table. It is the exact same scene that I just set up, so I'm not going to say it all over again. The only difference between heaven and hell is realizing that you can feed the person sitting across from you. Interesting. I, it's not exact. That's not what heaven and hell looks like, folks. Don't believe me. I haven't been there, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just love. I love that story and and how you know. It, it, it allows you to understand that you can take any situation and, and yes. turn it to your benefit and turn a hell into a heaven and vice versa. Well, so, so that's, yeah. that's one of the like bigger realizations of life and like the pessimism and optimism we talked about earlier is everything that you've ever experienced has happened within you. You are the one who decides whether it is a good or a bad experience. You are the one who is happy or sad. You are making those choices. Even right now, you are hearing me inside of yourself. So nothing has ever happened outside of yourself. And therefore, all of existence is happening within you. And you have the ultimate choice of whether that is a happy or sad existence. Exactly. I mean, it's how you react to things. I mean, like tying it all kind of back into meditation. Like the point of meditation is not to clear your mind. A lot of people think it is. It's to empty your mind out, which it's not. It's to uh, learn how not to judge the thoughts that do happen to enter your mind. Yeah, It's just being okay. It's being. mm -hmm. One of the the craziest things with with meditation that I, I, when I was meditating regularly twice a day, um, and, and I, I had a terrible commute at the time is once I had gotten into it a lot and I learned to ob- observe my thoughts versus, uh, being my thoughts, you know, mm, yeah. anytime I would, I would go to flick someone off and like honk my horn <laughs> and, and have road rage, I would first, my brain would like my meditation brain would kick in and would say, this is anger. Uh, you're experiencing this anger for X, Y, and Z reasons. How? Yeah. And it basically would be like a multiple choice question. It'd be like, how would you like to proceed? Yeah. And if I was meditating, I would be like, eh, you know what? I'm not going to let it get to me. And I would keep driving versus not meditating. And I would just, you, know, you can imagine. Well, so. you, were, you became aware. There yeah. A lot of people, and like we use the words waking up. Waking up is realizing that you're in the dream. It's realizing that you are a witness to things happening and the cultivation of that awareness practice is meditation 
but you can also do it all the time. Like even that, what you're saying there is like, if in all situations you're able to take that step back and say, you know, I'm reacting this way, I could change the way or like to basically have that separation between yourself. It's 24-7 awareness and presence. Yep, and it's exactly. very, very hard to do, but it can be <laughs> cultivated. It, it is absolutely possible to be cultivated. I have met people who have cultivated it and they are incredible people, incredible mm-hmm. human beings. When you meet those people, you almost, I don't believe in auras or any of that thing, but you can tell when you meet someone who's like fully actualized like that, like they attract people to them. Like it, it's wild. But I have met a number of people who are daily meditators and, you know, hashtag living their best life, but they really are. Um, (laughs) Like you meet them and without them doing anything like, like whatever, like the opposite sex is attracted to them and opportunities come their way. And it's this open receptive state that they've been able to cultivate and, and uh, exist in far more often, probably not 24 seven, but far more often than most people can do, you know? Like you might be in this state when you're at a baseball game, if you love baseball and you're, and you're just focused on the game, you know, mm-hmm. um, or you might be doing it, you know, maybe you when you're coding, I don't know, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it definitely happens to people a lot or naturally in life, but only through things like meditation and practice, can you actually cultivate it so that it's a regular thing that you can, uh, use to your advantage. I love what you're saying. And, um, I, I want to share some things that have happened to me because I think it's important that people realize that this exists because I think for a long time, especially growing up in the Western society, you don't realize all the possibilities of a human being because we're not raised to think that it's possible. Like I was raised in a Christian school, you know, you're basically brought up to believe you're a sinner and you're going to go to hell if you don't, follow everything that we say and if you do bad things then bad things happen to you and that's pretty much the gist of it there's no like getting better like you can try to be like jesus but they basically tell you you can't be like him um i don't know it's really interesting and so like seven or eight years ago i would say i I pretty much woke up to my awareness and started trying to cultivate it and when I met Sadhguru, I cannot even begin to describe and explain the state of consciousness that I went into being around this being. Russell, you didn't drink the Kool-Aid at the entrance to the, uh, the ashram, did you? I drank no Kool-Aid. All right, just making sure. I did no drugs. Actually, the first time I met him was at like a nice hotel in Carlsbad, California. And he was doing like a business seminar that I like, I paid more than usual for because I just wanted to go so badly. And I, um, I ended up sitting and eating with him. And the best way that I can describe it is that being in his presence, I felt drunk. And at the time, I like I wasn't a fan of his. I wasn't like, you know, this guy is spiritually enlightened. I didn't really fucking know who he was or what was going on. I just knew like he was really wise and I wanted to learn more from him and about him. And just being near him made me high. And so then fast forward like a year and some practices and then I was in India And there's a program that the Isha Foundation, which is his like ashram and foundation, they do called Bhava Spandana, which is the whole point of it is to like meditate and chant and get your like energy into such a state that you can experience more blissful states of being and existing. Mm -hmm. And again, like I have, I didn't do any drugs and I have done drugs before. It was like I did drugs, but I all I was doing was sitting there and I'm just high off my fucking ass. But yet that level of being like high and even Sadhguru will say it in videos. People ask him about like smoking weed and stuff. And he's like, look in my eyes. I'm high right now. Yet I have perfect clarity and I've never taken a drug. 
and mm -hmm. it, what it is in his program he calls it inner engineering the human system has all of the chemicals capable of making you ecstatic. You have dopamine, you have serotonin, you have DMT. Every single thing that you could ask for as a someone who wants to experience altered states of consciousness, the human system is capable of creating. You just don't know what buttons to push. <laughs> mm -hmm. So if you could push the button to give yourself some dopamine, why wouldn't you do it? Mm -hmm. And so – Effectively, I need to get into meditation again, man. I, I, I really was. I was a much happier person uh, throughout the day. You know, like happiness is not something that that you can. You know, it's it's a it's an ephemeral state. Uh, but you know, man, well, I, I need to get back into well, it. To your to your point, right? So let's let's tie it all back. When the human being is in survival mode, why would your body give you dopamine? Your body is trying to reward you when you find food. And when you procreate, because that is how your your body, which is literally a fucking plant with mm -hmm. out roots, is telling you and making the species survive. So mm -hmm. your DNA has programmed dopamine to be released when you do good things. And so in your mind, if you're always like survival, 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 I'm not doing anything good. Well, then you don't get your daily dose of dopamine. And if you can just bypass this and basically get to this state of being, which people like Sadhguru and your meditative friends, and sometimes when I meditate like I should, I'm also in these states, you get to a point where you can bypass this like survival gate that your DNA has put and realize like, oh, wait, I'm okay. I'm here. I'm living. That's good. And then all of a sudden the floodgates open of whatever you want within yourself to be manifested. You're, you're rewiring your, um, your survival instinct to, exactly. to the common age, essentially. Exactly. So, yeah. Because we're not in survival mode anymore. Like you can open your – well, again, the, the mission of Tantra Labs is to help everyone get to a state where they are not in a survival mode anymore. And so I'm going to speak about where we are today. Not everyone is here, but for the most part, a lot of people in the world could literally open their app and summon food to their house. Like they can manifest food with their mind, essentially. <laughs> that is the state of the world today. How yep. the fuck are you worried about survival? I agree. I, it's for, for, yeah. <laughs> Carl Jr., come. Taco Bell here now. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! We're not we're not getting any ad dollars from them. So any any lip service, all right? Okay, sorry. <laughs> now, Soylent, on the other hand, no. <laughs> we'll bleep them out. We'll bleep them out. <laughs> oh, we don't have to. We don't have to. It's all right. Okay, but that's enough ranting about meditation. I'm also preaching it myself. I think um, the this book that I'm reading called mystics musings. The first chapter is um, it's called the seekers predicament. And it talks mm -hmm. a lot about this, about this idea of like as a seeker, which I would describe myself as like seeking kind of the meaning of life or like why we're here. You kind of get, um, you get lost in all these like thoughts because really it's very simple. There is no reason. And we don't know the reason if there is one. And the whole purpose is just to kind of like not even have these conversations, but just to fucking sit there and be. And then eventually it'll all flood in, but uh, I'm not quite there yet. So definitely don't follow me. I definitely recommend Sedguru <laughs> though, because um, that dude is on another level. That's true, folks. All right. So here's what's going to happen. If you're listening at home, after uh, after I'm done talking, you're going to hear a nice little uh, ad from Savannah talking about uh, Tantra Labs, like always. But afterwards, you're going to sit there, you're going to close your eyes, you're going to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. In through your nose, out through your mouth. You're going to focus on the breath, and you're going to do that for about 10 minutes. And then afterwards, you're going to invest in Tantra Labs. <laughs> <laughs> but actually if you want to just repeat what i said that's a good way to start meditating and i will say uh 
you know what? I'm going to put some meditation resources in the show notes, some from Russell and some from me. And uh, maybe, maybe we'll hit a few, few, a few hearts and minds here. Yeah, absolutely. Got, absolutely. I was going to say any, uh, any final words for the folks at home? They can be in Sanskrit. <laughs> Om Namah Shivaya. Does that count? Uh, translates to uh, invest in Tantra Labs. Great. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, final words, honestly, breathe. Just breathe. I like it. Breathe and just be. All right, folks. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, consider leaving us a positive review, and sharing us with your friends. And if you'd like to earn interest on your Bitcoin, Tantra Labs has the highest performing return on debt in Bitcoin. To find out more about how we have delivered the highest return in the market, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter, Medium, or the contact link available in the show notes. Thanks for listening.